I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Friday morning to you. This is a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app game, plus iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. It's our final day at the South Point, y'all. How you doing, Kelly? A little sad. Yeah. A little, a little happy. Melancholy. Friday. It's melancholy. melancholy. Raining outside. Yeah, it's raining. Apropos. Yeah, it's, it's been raining all morning or all night. I don't know. It was raining when I went to bed last it's night. It's supposed to rain most of the weekend. What is this? That's not what know. I moved out here for. What is this, the East Coast? Yeah, come on. Um, We will pay tribute. Final tribute to the South Point later in the show. Chrissy Andrews, Vinny Maliula will join us. Nothing will change, by the way. We're not going anywhere. Let me just point that out. Nothing will change on your end. Fine, ladies and gentlemen, listeners of this show yes. and this network. Yeah, especially if you listen to us every yeah. day and don't watch. Yeah. <laughs> especially, that's right. especially if you listen to us, absolutely nothing will change. It's just that we've been here six and a half years. So we're going we're gonna to talk to uh, Chrissy and Vinny at the end of the show today. Uh, we have a lot of college football today. Pete Futak will join us from collegefootballnews.com. The Bear, Chris Velika from Fox Sports will join us to talk college football, as will Dr. Bob, his first weekly uh, appearance in earnest for this season in college football, but beyond his season win total, Zach Cohen on the U.S. Open. Uh, I split mine again yesterday. Was uh, looking for the clean sweep. Sasha Vickery up four three. Had two break points to go up five three in the third set yesterday, and she squanders them. And she loses. Got a nice win out of out of Mo though, right? Michael Mo. That, that was I was I was walking around the house. Had that on the TV. I saw what was he down two sets, right? He's down two sets, but you, I mean that was part of the handicap though. You know, like Isner will tire at some point. Mm-hmm. And he did, but then Isner sort of got a second wind. He already announced before the tournament, this is my last tournament, so everybody knew this was, if he loses, he loses, and this is the end of his 17-year tennis career, where he spent a lot of it in the top 20, got his highest number eight in the world, 16 titles, but had the misfortune, again, his only crime, being born at the same time as Roger Federer, Rafa Nadal, and Novak Djokovic, but he ends his career, so we split again yesterday. I have one pick in tennis, and we'll get Zach Cohen's pick coming up. Uh, at the U.S. Open as the third round begins today. And uh, who did I leave out? Oh, Jason Weingarten from under a cloud of smoke, of course, uh, in Southern Cali, talking baseball with us. On uh, on the heels of a Dodgers-Braves game, boy, that got tight last night, late. Braves end up beating the Dodgers 8-7. to we got to talk about uh, Strider and the Cy Young here momentarily because this, to me, is fascinating. 
fascinating how because this is going to be this is going to be such a referendum on baseball card stat one baseball card stat versus every other stat what has manifested in advanced metrics and what is yet to manifest matter of fact let's just go into that now which is to say that well, 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 first of all, should we even? I want to say, but we have three college football guests. So let me just say about college football last night. Because <laughs> I just want to throw a curveball on this <laughs> because I want to point this out. Live betting opportunity last night on UCF oh, was yeah. ridiculous, right? UCL, UCF, they could just name their score against Kent State. I admittedly, I had an in game 55 and a half that just eked in there. Yeah, you went over. I did lay the points with UCF. You could have done that over and over and over. Yeah, you really could. So it, it was. I hit it when they were up fourteen nothing. Like it was very obvious. And, and you know, credit to Tim Murray, right? Came on here yesterday. Yep. I was not aware Kent State was didn't have a single returning starter on offense. And uh, yeah, man, what the defense got gashed. What was it like? Seven hundred yards or something like that. That that final touchdown though came UCF just absolutely uh, rolls Kent State at UCF. It came down to will the clock run out or will they score one more time? Uh, and they scored one more time, and so so they roll Kent State to seven hundred and twenty three yards is what UCF put up last night. Seven hundred and twenty three yards, and I mean that. So that again, we just want to emphasize the in game opportunities that present themselves in college football. They're so apparent. And we can do all the talking we want beforehand. Sometimes the best betting opportunities are the most brain-dead ones when you just start watching a college football game. The, the Mark, first of all, then Nebraska and Minnesota was just utter dreck. Minnesota ends up beating Nebraska. I don't know how. Nebraska with a final insult pick with just over a minute left. And Minnesota ends up winning it on a, on a field goal at the end. 13-10. to 10, Barn burner. Yeah, I think I flipped over to that one. It was second quarter, 3 nothing, and I think an audible groan just came out of me, and I switched the channel. I was like, oh, Big Ten football. I'm changing. Yeah. And then I guess what was considered the marquee matchup of the night was Florida and Utah. And if Utah just Utah wins at 24-11, to 11, that was a pre-flop under for many of us, where we're just sort of like, I, I got talked into it. I can take no credit myself for that. I got talked into that, which is, it, it felt like Utah just sort of, rolled into that one. Florida had a moment in the first half where you're like, oh, maybe maybe Graham Mertz and these guys down 7-3, to three, maybe they won't get rolled in this game. But they gave a bunch of big plays. The two-quarterback uh, attack from Utah dominated. It could be a very, very dicey year again for Billy Napier over there at Florida. We'll talk to, again, Futak, Felica, and, and of course, Dr. Bob about all this. Um, about the game last night, because I, I know a lot of people are like, oh, we're going to talk Cy Young again. I'm not going to go into it um, well, yeah, maybe I will because I think it's. I, I think the referendum in the Cy Young Award is so going to be so fascinating. We are, after all, handicapping what the voters will do in an in NL Cy Young. Will they care about ERA? And if they do, last night in the eight to seven, Braves went over the Dodgers. Spencer Strider went six innings, gave up four earned runs, nine Ks, two walks. So a typical Spencer Strider thing, in which his WHIP remains very good, his strikeout rate remains very good. But he gives up four earned runs in six innings on a Mookie Betts wall scraper, maybe even a glove scraping three-run Jimmy Jack. That was the big moment of that ball game. At DraftKings, Blake Snell is plus 100. Spencer Strider is plus 180. If you go to FanDuel, Strider is close to $4, I believe, in this. So I went through the other day how, to me... We compared it to Zach Gallen that day more than more than to Blake Snell, but now that Blake Snell is the favorite. 
Strider, you know, again, 38% K rate off the charts. His K minus walk rate is 30.4. That's better than the K rates of all but three starters in MLB. Third best ground ball rate. Second best expected ERA. Number one in fielding independent. Number one in XFIP. 4.8 war. Second, according to fan graphs. What are we even talking about? But I am the first to admit, and I've said this before on this show, that if your ERA trickle, if it still starts to seep upwards, voters are going to be influenced by such a thing. So his ERA went from 3.46 to 3.56 last night with that performance. And my very arbitrary number is, I think if you get into the three threes, then ERA doesn't become a thing. And he was treading in that direction, and I think he will again. So your bets come down to what do you think will matter, and maybe even more important, what do you think will manifest between now and the end of the season? Because Spencer Strider did get the win last night, so that's, <clears throat> if you want to give me ERA, Blake Snell's ERA is almost a run better. Almost a run better than Strider's at this point. Not as expected ERA, because Strider, in all the real skill set categories, is a much more dominant pitcher. But what do you think will manifest between now and the end of the year? And that's where this becomes such an interesting bet. Do you believe in analytics manifesting between now and the end of the year, that small runway that still exists, still about five starts? Or do you think this Blake Snell magic carpet ride is going to continue? Now, why do I call it a magic carpet ride with Blake Snell? Because if you look at Blake Snell's numbers, he has, in addition to his great ERA of 2.6, He has the highest walk rate in all of Major League Baseball, 13.7%. He has the highest walks per nine, 5.13. So you say to yourself, how does this guy who has this gaudy walk rate, how could he possibly be the Cy Young? How could he possibly have this ERA? Well, I'll tell you why. Two reasons. By the way, his expected ERA, 3.96. Like ordinary schmordinary. But how is he able to have this Worst walk rate and worst walks per nine rate in all of Major League Baseball and still have this amazing ERA. Two reasons. One, a 267 BABIP, which is about the fourth or fifth most fortunate in all of baseball. And here's the real stat, Kelly. Blake Snell is Houdini. He has an 85.7% strand rate. 85.7% is LOB rate, left on base. So I, who have, for those of us baseball geeks who have had our nose in fan graphs for years, decades... When I see 85.7%, I immediately think, wait a minute, what's the highest strand rate in the history of Major League Baseball in a season? And the answer is... Just yeah, period? By yeah, any season, any, any season of qualified starters. Okay. The Candyman, John Candelaria, of the Pittsburgh Pirates in 1977 for the Buckos, 88.8%. Snell's is 85.7%. Wow. So the people who have Snell tickets, they don't want to talk about the walk rate, right? Because he has this amazing strand rate. So listen, if he gets through the season still as this Houdini and and Strider's ERA is 3.5, whatever it is, let's say, let's say it stays the same, there's a case. But if Strider goes down to 3.3 and this walk slash strand rate thing yeah. actually regresses, <laughs> and we see after one start how voters immediately, how the market changes over a course of four or five starts now between the end of the season... This is what you're betting on. This is what you're betting on. That's why if, if, if FanDuel, you can get like plus, what is it, plus 380 on Strider right now? i got to check what the updated number is. 390. 390. Even better. you got to make that bet. And he got through the Dodgers now. Was it 
Was it a net positive for Snell betters yesterday? Probably incrementally, because the ERA went up from 3.46 to 3.56 for Strider. But I hope, I hope all of that makes sense, that what you're betting on is, yes, what will the voters care about in the end, but even more so, and this is why you try to get ahead of this, what will manifest in this last month? Do you think that the runway is long enough for the Snell thing to finally meet its truth? And do you think Strider, in the end, if he ends up with like a 3.35 ERA and all these other things are gaudy as, as heck, heck, by the way, um, I don't see how you can't vote for him. So to me, whew, you, got the th- you got a plus 390 available to you? Oh, man, I'd bet it all day long. I'd bet anything in plus. I really would. Spencer Strider, the most dominant pitcher in all of baseball. We'll see if he wins the Cy Young, but he does have to get that ERA down. I will even acknowledge that myself. Let's begin the college football cavalcade on the other side. Pete Futak from College Football News. Next, Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. the Sports Betting Network. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. It's a numbers game live at the South Point Hotel Casino, tip of the strip. Um, we get tweets, and uh, Tom Tango has written us back, because I asked him, I go, what, what, what do you mean about the FIP comment? We're talking about uh, NL Cy Young and his Tango Cy Young tracker, which has successfully plicked, uh, picked seven of the last 12 eventual Cy Young winners, American League and National League, last six years. And some years he gets like one through five correct. Like it's an amazing predictor. And what and it's a very simple formula. I won't bore you with the formula, but trust me that it comes with really an emphasis on wins and ERA, which is his way of saying all this other stuff we talk about, typically, you know, the stuff that actually reflects a starting pitcher's true skill set, fielding independent, XFIP, that sort of thing, K rate. Oftentimes with voters doesn't come into play. So what he's, what he's saying, he goes, this will be, and he says essentially what I was saying earlier, which is this is going to be a referendum on advanced stats. He says if Snell wins, then we know the voters are completely ignoring fielding independent pitching. Uh, fielding independent pitching, pardon me, FIP, FIP. If he finishes third, Snell, if he finishes third or lower, then voters are all in on FIP. If he finished second, then we can't tell either way. So, yeah, that's what that's what he meant. Just clarifying the fielding independent comic, because again, Spencer Strider, number one in fielding independent, number one in XVIP, number one in K Ray, number one in K per nine. Do you want me to stop, Kelly? I can just keep going. Um, Mike Rouse, AT and T and Directv have stopped showing Fox, so we get hosed on CFB this weekend and NFL starting next weekend. What? Where are you, Mike Rouse? Oh, There's problems like this all over the country. It's incredible. Yeah, incognito better. DirecTV's fighting with my local CBS affiliate right now as well. Haven't been able to watch golf on the weekends outside of the PGA Tour app for at least a month. I'm not going to complain about announcers anymore because at least we get to hear them. Yeah, for real. Chris Felica, ladies and gentlemen. He is the bear. He is the bear at Fox. And he has podcasts that he hosts. Multiple ones, including having Will Hill as a guest. It's Chris Felica, everybody. How you doing, Chris? I'm I'm doing well sitting here in uh, in Fort Worth, getting ready for the uh, for the weekend. And it's interesting the whole Cy Young. And and look, I uh, full disclosure, I stand to win a very good amount if Strider wins. But remember last year and in previous years how like the argument, like when it came to the MVP race, was how can you give it to Shohei Otani? The Angels aren't playing any important games down the stretch. Exactly. Just compiling stats. Yes. The, The Padres suck. Exactly. The Padres haven't been in an important game in months. Yeah. And so it's okay to give it to Snell now? Because 
it's just, it's fascinating. It, again, it just goes to show you, and maybe I'm, you and I are the same way, you're, you're choosing the argument that supports your bet in what you believe while, you're, while your player should win. So it will, be, it will be interesting to see how it plays out, because if you look at the Stell, like the way the Padres end the year, like, like they have some bad teams at the, at the end. Now, again, they stink, but if Stell goes out and plays well, uh, that that will help. But they have like the White Sox at the end, at the end of the A's, the Rockies, the Cardinals. Like he's going to get some bad teams in those last couple starts of the year. So maybe that just factor into your handicapping. Yeah, he's also got the Dodgers. I think one of those as well. So we'll see. Dodgers, Dodgers, Astros, and Giants. Yeah, yeah. Um, those are the next three. Come on, Giants, have some magic that night. Um, the you're right. It's some of the same people who made that argument about Shohei are going the opposite on Snell. I do concede the ERA point. I absolutely do concede the ERA point. Uh, Strider has to bring that down just a skosh. What do you like best in college football? So first of all, you're in Fort Worth for which game? Colorado TCU. So how uh, do you, let's, let's start there. How do you feel about Colorado and being 20 and a half point dogs? Let's start with that game. And I know you're not, you can't I, give a lean, but go yeah. ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm perfectly content giving a lean. I, I love the TCU team total over 41 and a half. Uh, that, that's how I am playing this game. Uh, remember, there were people last year that thought uh, Chandler Morris was better than Max Duggan. And Chandler Morris actually was the starting quarterback at TCU at the start of the year last year before ultimately he got uh, dinged up and, and, and Duggan took over. And the, the rest is history as he went on to lead into the national title game and finish the Heisman runner-up. They do have a lot to replace on the offensive side of the ball, but I think they feel pretty good about their wide receiver room with, with Richardson and Jared Wiley, the tight end is back uh, as well. And I just I get the sense Colorado is worried defensively. Like I'm just trying to put myself in, in like the shoes of the Colorado defensive coordinator, Charles Kelly. Like, you bring in an, an entirely new roster after spring ball, and now you've got to have these guys go out Aren't familiar with each other and know where they're going to be. Like you should know, like your your teammates or something. You know that where they're going to be and like you can trust them. And it's kind of you build that up over spring and playing football together for a long time. And I don't know if that's there. I think we're probably going to see Travis Hunter more on defense now. I think we're going to see him more on offense. But I think they're so worried about TCU and the and that group of wide receivers in that offense that. Um, they expect TCU to score. And remember as well, normally with teams that aren't expected to be very good, a lot of times you'll get stuck in a look-ahead situation, or, or maybe maybe you'll catch a team sleeping and pull an upset. This is not that. This is a team that every coach in the Pac-12 and every coach in the country is lining up to beat. This is a bad team that has, has been circled on everybody's schedule. So if teams get an opportunity to go out and put 50, 60 points on the board on this team, they're absolutely going to. So I, I like the TCU team total over 41 and a half tomorrow. Over 41 and a half. Colorado and TCU. TCU team total over 41 and a half in this one. All right, that's the game that you will be at. What is your best bet of the weekend, sir? I like Boise, I like Washington minus 14 against Boise State. Uh, normally, I don't like buying into some of these hype teams at the start of the year like Washington is coming off that surprising 10-win season. I liked UW last year because I fought with DeBoer, the new head coach, and Penix coming in with him at quarterback. They had an opportunity to surprise and score some points, and they did. But now they're basically being expected to do it again. However, in this spot, 
Like, I don't like the matchup at all for Boise State. With, with, with Halani and Taylor Green, they're more of a, a one-based offense. I don't think their offensive line is going to be able to blow Washington's front four, front seven off the ball and be able to get Halani those easy yards. I don't think Boise has the, the game-breakers at wide receiver like they had in the past. I think Washington at home, knowing the familiarity in that region, how Boise kind of gets a lot of headlines, is a really good opportunity for UW to um, – to get off there for, for a good start. And remember, this is a Boise team that last year against Oregon State and the Pac-12 team lost by 17, gave up 500 yards, committed a bunch of turnovers. And if you go back since 2016, Boise's 2-7 and seven in their last nine games against Power 5 teams, and five of those losses were by at least 17 points. So, like, this is not the, the, the Ian Johnson, Sabransky, go to Florida, Bachmeyer and his first going to Florida State and winning. Like this isn't that Boise team. So I like UW uh, laying the fourteen against Boise. Who could forget Bachmeyer going to FSU, Kelly? I know you can't forget that one. Hey, we're back. <laughs> okay, sorry. All right, give me one. <laughs> give me one more, Chris. One more that you like. South, South Alabama getting six and a half against Tulane. It's a scary, scary game for Tulane. While Michael Pratt is back at quarterback. I.J. Spears, who's turning heads in NFL camps, is gone. The, the, the linebacker is the heart and soul of that defense story, and Williams, Nick Anderson, they're gone. This is a real role reversal game. This is what Tulane was last year in the role. South Alabama underdog, pulling an upset at Kansas State early in the year. And if you look at South Alabama, they've got a bunch of starters back. They, they, their losses last year in the regular season were by a point at UCLA and by four at Troy, who wound up winning the Sun Belt. So this is a 10-win team with a ton coming back. Wouldn't surprise me at all if uh, South Alabama won this game outright, but I do like the Jags uh, plus the 6.5 against Tulane. Okay, let's squeeze in one more. I lied. You, you lied? Um, Middle Tennessee getting 39 against Alabama. I know Bob just alluded to the under in that game, yep. and, and I agree. Like I, I think it's, Nick Saban typically doesn't blow out and embarrass coaches like this, like Rick Stock still in lesser programs. And Alabama's in an interesting situation because you really don't know who the quarterback's going to be. You have Texas next week on the schedule, so you don't want to show a lot. But at the same time, you need to put each of these quarterbacks in a position to see how they run the offense and you see who is in the best position to succeed. So it's a weird dynamic for the new offensive coordinator, Tommy Reese, and for Nick Saban. Like 45-7 is not a final score. It's out of the realm of possibility in this game. So, uh, so you should give me Middle Tennessee plus the uh, 39 in a situation where I think they can just kind of uh, maybe Alabama sleepwalks a little bit and Middle Tennessee can get one touchdown in there. And right. Before I go, by the way, yes. I, I, I want to say one thing. Oh, no. I, 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 no, no, no. It's, it, it's good. I, I hope everybody involved at VSIN, and like there wouldn't be a VSIN if it wasn't for Michael Gaughan at South Point. So, like, I, I know this is your, your, your last show there, and I've always loved coming into there at Studio C and Chrissy and seeing everybody there. But look, I love Circa and I love the guys there, and growth is inevitable. But I, I just hope everybody involved in the entire project realizes and appreciates and understands everything that, that Michael Gaughan and the South Point did to get that network off the ground. So, uh, thanks to them for everything. Thanks for stealing my line, Chris. Appreciate that.
Had a big, any, had a big clothes any, plan any, and everything. Yeah, no, that's great. Any, 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 anything I can do to steal your thunder, Joe. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, when's your podcast? When can people expect it? Real quick. Ten seconds. Uh, well, the, 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 the podcast is up Thursday, the college one. The pro, the pro one will be up on Friday starting next week. Chris Valica, the bear, at Chris Valica, F-A-L-L-I-C-A on Twitter. Jason Weingarten from Under a Cloud of Smoke on Major League Baseball next. The Sports Betting Network. Back at the South Point, it is Gil Alexander. Uh, well, it's come to this. This is not a goodbye, but as mentioned, this is not only the final numbers game at the South Point Hotel Casino, but this is the final segment of the final VEASAN show to broadcast from the studio adjacent to the sportsbook at the South Point uh, that started mysteriously behind a wall, a uh, mysterious wall here in late 2016 and early 2017, and has been home to us for six and a half years. Uh, Brian Musburger, the Musburger family, Bill Ades, vision coming to life. Our first broadcast, you may or may not remember, was Super Bowl 51, February 5th, 2017, famously the one where the Falcons gave up the 28-3 lead to the Patriots, and then regular recent programming uh, commenced in earnest a few weeks later on February 27th, 2017. That day we broadcast for five hours, it was two hours hosted by Al Bernstein, two hours by the great Brent Musburger, and one hour in between by this little pitcher, me, Gil Alexander. We're still trying to figure out how that happened. Uh, it uh, was and continues to be a dream of a lifetime. I mentioned it yesterday. I did the math between a numbers game and primetime action, which I did with Kelly and with Matt Brown, minus vacation. I've hosted over 2,000 shows from this studio. Uh, Matt Humans has been here from the very beginning as well. And Jonathan Von Tobel, who started out as Brent's producer, I know he wanted to be here as well uh, to pay tribute, so shout out to those two guys. And while all of our regular programming will continue, nothing's going to change on your end. Uh, Starting this weekend, all shows that had broadcast out of the studio will now originate from Bar Canada at the D downtown, and we look forward to making new memories there. But for those of us who have been here from the beginning, this place means a lot to us. Uh, and we wanted to pay it one final tribute. So after all, there would be, as Chris Felica stole the line earlier, there would be no VEASAN without Michael gone. And so to help us pay tribute, uh, while the conciliary of Chrissy Jimmy Vaccaro is not here, he's here in spirit, but we do have my mishbucha, Chrissy Andrews, who runs the South Point Hotel Casino from right behind us. And of course, Gone Gaming's Vinny Maolio, <laughs> who probably took more incoming from me through the years. Gentlemen, on behalf of everybody, thank you. We appreciate it. My pleasure. It was great being here all these years. It was fantastic. And it really is true. There would be no VEASAN without Michael Gaughan, so would we have be, to get Yeah, him. absolutely. I'm glad uh, the Bear said that because it's 100% true. He built this studio. Just a little reminder, you know, we wanted to keep this thing secret. So when Michael built the studio, he put signage up. Welcome to Jimmy Vaccaro's South Point Casino. Right, and right. that was like the, <laughs> what did uh, Alfred say, the MacGuffin, you know, the, 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 the distraction. And uh, people were coming, did Jimmy buy out Michael Gaughan? Oh, oh, maybe, I'm not sure, you know, maybe, but you see the signage. And, uh, well, I remember in early July we came here, we, we mm-hmm. were in behind those walls, and I remember the three of us, because I remember Vinny was there too, and I thought, I was like, we're doing a show on the Super Bowl. There's no way this studio is going to mm-hmm. be ready to go. And yet we were. And um, it's been awesome. I mean, the memories yeah. here that, that we created, the, the bets we've won from day one, mm-hmm. um, it's been awesome. And so it's, 
it's just this incredible thing. And again, I, I just want to stress it again. Not only is, is nothing changing, Chrissy, you have something on that. Not, it's not changing at all. In fact, what's the news? The news is, uh, and I, I always said, I just wanted things to continue the way they were. Now, I know you're going to be at a different studio, but as of not this Monday, but the following Monday, we will be doing guessing lines together, you and hey. I. Hey! There you go, buddy. There you go. See that? We will be doing that. So rest assured, everybody, I know it's been a tweet storm. Yeah, it has we could calm the storm a little bit. Yeah. We'll, we are going to continue as is, as was for the time being. Just You and I are going to be in different studios. A tradition unlike any other. We, I wouldn't have done it without you, so I'm glad. Vincenzo. What do you say, Gilly? Chrissy uh, hit uh, the key points, uh, no question about it. Of course, just to pre, uh, predate the... Jimmy Vaccaro, welcome to his South Point, to the box. Where we now sit, uh, we're about 40 to 50 slot machines, and it was the great conversation when uh, I, I, I said to Jimmy Vaccaro, I said, Chris, he was getting settled here from, uh, from uh, uh, his previous stop up north, and um, I said, listen, let's I get this Great idea. This, I, you know, I talked to Brian Musburger. We're going to go to see Michael and move, relocate slot machines off the casino floor. <laughs> so he goes, okay, let's go. So we go to Michael's office, and Michael says, hey, I'll use a prop here. I'll use my, my cheaters here. Michael gone, had his reading glasses on. He looked over him, and he looked at both of us. He said, now what the hell are you two up to? <laughs> so <laughs> Jimmy said, Vinny's got a great idea. Tell him, Vincenzo. <laughs> so, so I pitched the uh, the idea of a studio, regardless of what PASPA was going to, you know, uh, you know, what the result was going to be. This is all pre-PASPA, right? Pre-PASPA. Yeah. Yep. And um, said, listen, you know, he said, why should I do it? I said, well, South Point will be the point of reference for legal sports wagering in North America. There it is. Boom. He said, go see Ryan. Go do it. That quickly? That quickly. So we go to see. It was so I said, you know, we'll have an answer. I told Brian Mosberger we'll have an answer in ten minutes. I was wrong. The under hit. It was less than seven. Michael, you go to see Michael. Just get to the point. Get you know, present the facts, and he he did it. He said, go see Ryan. Ryan Growney, our general manager here at the South Point, and Ryan said same thing. He goes, hey. well, the first thing he said was, I thought you were a casino guy. <laughs> You want to re- you want to take slot machines out and do what? Right, because every little I mean that's honestly the economics of a place yeah. like this. Every little square inch is is monetized. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And you know, the thing about slot machines is um, they don't call in sick. Uh, they uh, they work twenty four seven. They uh, they don't need uh, benefits. Uh, they just need people. And uh, so it was a prime spot. But uh, Michael realized it. Uh, Ryan realized it. And then you know, uh, Chrissy, Jimmy, and I realized the uh, the importance of it. And it's become a, a great feature here. Yeah, what, you know, one of the we talk about the arc of six and a half years. One of the one of the times that we don't want to just gloss over was during COVID, mm-hmm. and how Michael gone and all y'all were were just gracious enough to let us continue in here as well. So we were able to broadcast through Mm -hmm. the pandemic as well. Yeah. We were better than the uh, vaccine. You're better than that. No question about it. Yeah. Well, I think the other thing too, and it was really difficult for for guys like you, is we didn't want to just turn this into sports talk radio. And that's, you know, I'm going to point to Bill 80 was probably uh, one of the guys that directed us in that way. We still kept the focus on, on 
sports betting. Yes. Not just we didn't have trivia contests. We didn't have all that other stuff, you know, which would have been a really easy path to follow. But I think, I think the path that we did follow uh, wound up being uh, shown that we are, uh, you know, truly the voice of, of betting in America. You're better than anybody. And I know all these other uh, big networks are trying to follow suit. And, you know, a guy that's been writing for him for 20 years all of a sudden is a betting expert. You know, I don't think that uh, – I think that's going to prove to not be so good. And I want to say, too, Gil, and, uh, you know, I've – I. I I went to the wall for you, for one guy, for you to get on this network. I, I, would, think, I wouldn't be here without you. You know, and you you have fulfilled everything that I ever envisioned. And I think this show, this one in particular, and there's a lot of good shows on Vison. This one in particular, I think, is really what Vison was meant to be. And I think that that credit goes to you, my friend. You've done a fantastic job. You really have. Well, that is very kind of you. I did not expect that. But the, the, well, the, I'm the, just uh, yeah. Gilly. You know me for a while. I call it the way I see it. That's what I'm saying. The network as a whole has has really benefited from being here at the South Point, and and it really does come down to the line of it. We wouldn't we couldn't have done it without this because, as I understand it, Vinny, when it first mm-hmm. started. To, we had the deal with Sirius at the beginning. The only way mm-hmm. we were to, the only way this was going to happen, was if first there was a studio mm-hmm. from which to broadcast, and secondly, um, we couldn't have just one big name in Brent. We had to have a second big name. And so when Al Bernstein was was signed aboard, mm-hmm. it was that combination of factors that allowed it to happen, as I understand it. Yeah. No, Al Bernstein uh, was. Uh uh, one of the first uh, first hosts, Al did a great job. Uh, certainly, uh, not just with his knowledge of, of boxing, uh, but his passion for sports. And uh, uh, at the time, he was you know constantly lamenting his beloved Cubs, and you know then they started to, you know they were they became relevant. So he loved that part. But um, it was it was a combination of of a lot of efforts. And I gotta you know credit uh, you know Chris and Jimmy especially too because. You know, when when people talk about us a lot of times, they say old school, and, you know, uh, people have a different opinion on old school. I, I'll tell you this. When it came to you, Gil, Chrissy hit on, on a key point in, in this show. We were also going to uh, Brian and Bill and saying, you know, well, these are the people we think will will help the, the, the network in terms of uh, uh, hosting shows and everything. And you and I had met years ago briefly mm-hmm. at Caesars, but Chrissy and you were very close all he said was, Gil, I said, v, you say it, it's good enough. You're, you're super kind. All of our guys, we got to run, but all of our programming will remain the same. The shows that emanate out of Circa will still emanate out of Circa, and those that have broadcast from here again will do so from the D moving forward, starting right now, starting from now, this point. There it is. A last look for us, anyway, at the South Point Hotel Casino. Chrissy, Vinny, thank you guys so much. We could not have done any of this without you two guys. Thank you. Appreciate, appreciate and, that. And Jimmy, of course, as well as well. Absolutely. From the South Point. The Lombardi line is next. Enjoy. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.